It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Will the Dallas Cowboys target the running backs more now that Mike McCarthy is in charge of the offense? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Locked, 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 Locked On. Locked On. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same for your vehicle. So the parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay guaranteed fit ebaymotors.com and let's ride ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply i am your host marcus Mosier. you can follow me on twitter at marcus underscore Mosier. joining me today as always is landon mccool you can check him out on twitter at mccool bcb landon the dallas cowboys are here they're kicking off training camp practices i believe on wednesday how you doing sir I'm, I'm, you know, excited and in and, and anticipatory uh, uh, sweat at this point, you know, because that's the thing is that once they land, right, once they're here in California, uh, it, it's not just the practices that start ki- ki- you know, kicking up. It's news. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, the, the, the owners get together with, with the, the scouts and, and the, the, the contract folks. And, and, you know, sometimes there's contracts that are signed. Obviously, we'll see some Zach Martin stuff eventually. We'll talk about that. But it's always interesting because once everyone starts getting together in California, it's not just the football that starts. It's also the the deluge of, of football news that also starts coming down. Yeah, so before we kind of get to some of the stuff that's happening on the practice field, we've got some Twitter questions. And this first one uh, comes in from Mark. He wants to know, does Mike McCarthy calling plays mean more or even more running back uh, targets this year? I think it could. I mean, certainly if you just kind of generally look at the idea that McCarthy is a West Coast offense guy, the West Coast offense, you know, generally features running backs catching more passes out of the backfield than uh, than other offenses. I think when you look at it in that sense, I think that that alone could be a, a uh, an indicator that the Cowboys could be throwing the football more. And then you throw in the fact that Tony Pollard is obviously a very skilled uh, receiver, played a lot of That's receiver. That's the thing. Like, that, he's a good receiver. Like, get him the ball any way you can. <sighs> Well, yeah, and also, I mean, it's just not its not like McCarthy doesn't have a history of, like we've mentioned before, of using these sort of former wide receivers as running backs, right? Ty mm-hmm. Montgomery obviously being the prime example, but you know, there's other ones too. And, and I think that this is a situation where the Cowboys drafted a wide receiver to play running back. So a Pollard may be exactly the kind of fit for the running back that McCarthy is looking to have in his offense. Uh, and, and, you know, look, we've heard, we've heard talk about how uh, with with Blasco as the new running backs coach, that they may be changing a little bit what the running backs are doing uh, in regards to pass protection in, in 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 passing situations. I don't know if that means more or less of them going out and route than before, but I do know that 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 you know generally speaking, 
Mike McCarthy and West Coast uh, offense coaches have a history of using their running backs as what receivers more than other offenses do. And I've got the numbers here. So from 2010 to 2018, when McCarthy was in charge of Green Bay running that offense, the running backs averaged about seven targets a game, five receptions. Yeah. Last year for the Cowboys, it was about five targets per game, three and a half catches. I also think, listen, I love Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he's not, he, the last couple of years has not been a receiving running back, right? He's been a blocker and a, if you absolutely have to throw it to him, do that. But now if you're, and it's not a one for one replacement, but if it's Deuce Vaughn getting some more of those touches on third yeah. down, I just think the Cowboys are going to find ways to swing him the ball and let him go. So I, McCarthy obviously loves throwing to the, the, the running backs and to the fullbacks. Um, I, I, I would be shocked if we don't see that number go up. And one more thing, as Dak Prescott gets older, I think there's going to be even less, motivation for him to run right so he's going to want to get rid of the ball quickly get it out of his hands and getting it to Pollard Deuce Vaughn and Malik Davis isn't a bad idea and I'll give you one more reason if you've got a guy like Brandon Cooks on this offense who is going to stretch the field vertically it puts all the second and third level defenders you know what another two yards deeper than they probably would be just to kind of you know cover a little bit more of that space what that does is create even more space underneath yep. to get a quick pass off to Pollard or to Vaughn and then let them create in space it's a simple play it's an outlet play but it's a play that you know if gotten too quickly you could easily get 11 yards seven seven yards at a minimum if you've got a wide open running back in the flat with no one around him so yep. uh, all these pieces kind of fit together a little bit and and and, and kind of Having each each part kind of help the other part is is going to be a big element to this as well. In order for the running backs to kind of be and look, the other thing, real quick before we go, again, I'll move on. To this Zeke was a very balanced player, but the one thing that Zeke really was not great at was as a route runner. Most of no, his receiving wasn't. stuff was is in the screen game. He was a yep. great screen runner for a while when he could get the ball and run through traffic and just get straight. Pollard is much more of a, of a, of a, of a route runner and not that running backs are going to be running out complicated routes, but it's, it could be more than just the dump offs and stuff we've seen uh, from Zeke in, in the past. One other thing that I want to say for McCarthy, it's actually, this is, I know people, you know, make fun of McCarthy a little bit for some of the analytics stuff, but <laughs> generally targeting running backs is a negative, right? Because you're not throwing the ball down the field. You're not getting, a lot of bang for your buck in terms of a passing attempt. And especially on third down, like you don't really want to target your running backs on third down because you want to get, you know, past the line of scrimmage. But Mike McCarthy was like number one in the league for a decade in terms of running back targets on first down, which those are very valuable because if you can get six yards on first down on basically a dump off and you're playing ahead of the sticks, that's super valuable. So what we would see a lot in green Bay is, they would run play action on first down yep. and they would have a deep target, an intermediate target. And then the running back after the play action will kind of just settle right between like the defensive line and the linebackers. Rogers would pick it, pitch it to the running back six yards. Boom. Hey, it's second and four. Let's go to work. Like, that's where I think we'll see more running back targets for the Cowboys. I think in general, whatever, you know, offensively, the one thing that they're going to try to do more than anything, especially having gone back and rewatched a lot of these end of the season games last uh, uh, recently, they're going to want to stay ahead of the chains. And that means throwing the football more smartly earlier in the downs to, in order to kind of get to themselves into better third down situations. Not only that, we've been talking about this all offseason, like get Dak into a rhythm and I, throwing yeah, a that doing yeah. that. A three-yard pass to Tony Pollard when he's yep. wide open, either in the flat or in the middle, just 
it's a layup, right? It gets yep. your quarterback on the move. It gets the offense moving. And as we've talked about all year, this Cowboys offense re- was really good last year. Like once they got the initial first down or two, then they couldn't be stopped. It was just yep. getting that first first down is what was so gave them so much trouble at the end of the year. So again, we'll, we expect to see more running back targets from Mike McCarthy and his offense this season. And let's uh, let's answer some more Twitter questions, including how quickly will some of these training camp battles be decided? We get to that next. This episode of the Lockdown Cowboys podcast is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Lockdown Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or you're scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you the players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's eBay Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. This week, it's C.D. Lamb and A.J. Brown. Are you looking to make a smooth turn in your fantasy football snake drafts with the last pick in the first round and the first pick in the second round? Catch an initial spark for your roster by revving up with two elite NFC East wide receivers. That's CeeDee Lamb of the Dallas Cowboys and A.J. Brown of the Philadelphia Eagles. A letter-perfect guaranteed early fit. Count on Lamb driving Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys' new-look passing offense to big numbers while Brown continues to rev up Jalen Hurts downfield, throwing often again in Philadelphia. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championships. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. The same for your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part your vehicle needs the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com, and let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We want to thank you for making uh, Locked On Cowboys your first listen every single day. Lana, let's get to some more Twitter questions. This is a really good one uh, from uh, Quarterkin. He wants to know, how early do you see any of these positional battles being decided whether it's rb2 backup left guard linebacker and so on well uh, we talked about the 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 offensive line situation and how it could be a little bit more complicated than we want to admit early on because of martin's potential absence uh steel situation things are just going to be moving a lot and so that has an effect on who's playing left guard obviously right if depending on who's playing tackle if tyler smith has to play out, out left you know, there's there's a whole matrix of yep. of different you know flow charts in order to kind of figure out the left guard position. So, I tend to think that that is mostly going to be dictated by the health of the other guys in the offensive line, how quickly they're able to kind of get a starting five out there and start to build continuity. I do think that we will continue to see them these guys rotate in and out a little bit, but 
I imagine they're going to want to settle this pretty quick because they're going to want to start get, gaining continuity with their starting five. So uh, I would imagine that they will continue the experiment. They'll continue to move Tyler Smith out to left tackle. They'll continue to try these other guys at left guard, but I imagine they'll want to get to that quickly. Linebacker may be a little bit more interesting spot because I do think that they have you know the, the answers they want, and I think that they are – they have a, a, a floor right now, right? They, they know what they've got um, in, in um, Clark and, and, and obviously Leighton Vander Esch. Uh, I think they, they will be willing to, to kind of let that linger and go on a little bit to give Jabril Cox more opportunity to sure. kind of get snaps in there uh, to kind of, now that he's fully healthy. Um, and, and because the way linebacker is, it, continuity is not as much of an issue. So you may see them kind of constantly rotating in and just getting opportunities with the first team just well, to see who fits better. And, and I was going to say that just on defense in general. Like, I just don't think any of these battles on defense are going to be decided in August because yeah. it might just be dependent on the game and the opponent yeah, exactly. and who's healthy, right? Like, so the defensive tackle rotation might just be like, hey, we're playing this team. They're going to run the ball more. Hey, this is a week where Hankins is going to have to play a little bit more. Oh, this is more of a passing team. Let's get more of name your defensive tackle in there. So I I just think on that side of the ball, I mean, there'll probably it's be just not players. Important. Yeah, there'll probably be people or, you know, players that are leading in the clubhouse, but I don't yeah. think they're going to be – jobs are going to be decided by – august 15th or anything like that the cowboys defense is i mean the defense in general is is different in the the offense in the sense that almost every single player at every position is going to be rotated heavily to keep them fresh that's not necessarily what's happening on the offensive side of the ball you're not rotating tyler smith out because you want to give him a breather so yeah that just that is not existing as much on defense and and so i think there are opportunities for you know, uh, Clark to be the starter, but, but Jabril, Jabril Cox to play a, a, an equal amount of snaps potentially on game day if he's sure. deployed in a, in a package that, that gets deployed more often. Than well, we saw that happen with safety, right? Like Donovan yeah, Wilson exactly. isn't technically a starter. It's Malik Hooker and J. Ron Curse, but it's Donovan Wilson that plays the most snaps out of the three. So I, I just don't worry about it on that side of the ball all that much. Yeah, I mean, I think as far as like who is going to be getting the lion's share of, of those snaps as the starting spot, I, I think that likely will be decided later on in, in training camp as far as linebacker goes, uh, because they don't, they don't need to, they know that all these guys yeah. are likely to be playing at some spot. It's just about, you know, portioning out you know, the proper proportions during the game. I also had somebody ask who is the favorite to be the wide receiver for right now. Obviously you've got CD lamb, Brandon Cooks, and Michael Gallup as your top three, but going into camp, is it as clear cut as it's Jalen Tolbert's job to lose? I don't think it is. I mean, I, I think that they're going to give Fahoku every opportunity to uh, to do something uh, to interesting and, and, and kind of make it take a step. Look, he showed you a lot in training camp last year. They really, really wanted to give him more opportunity as the season went on and he became more healthy after his injury. Uh, they clearly have huge plans for Tolbert. They wanted to see him succeed. He was a, dra- a high draft pick or a higher draft pick than, than Fahoku at least. Yep. Uh, and, and so I, I do think that there is a lot of optimism and, 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 and they definitely are going to give him every opportunity to, to, to take that job. But I don't think that they're going to like, you know, not, they're not going to deny Fahoku if Fahoku comes in and shows out again in training camp. Uh, and if they both have really good training camps, then, you know, they may have a kind of, Again, it's not as difficult a decision, right? Because I think if, if both of these guys show you something, I think there's opportunities for both of these guys to get on the field and play, you know, yeah. uh, especially if you can get Tolbert in 
some special teams. I think, honestly, that's one thing that we haven't talked about about Tolbert that I think is going to be an important part of his development is are you going to be able to go run down and tackle some dudes as well? Because if you're going to be wide receiver five and make it on the game day roster, you're going to need to be able to do that just as much as you're going to be able to catch passes because you may be doing that as much as you're catching passes. So I I tend to think Fahoku is probably the, you know, the penciled in wide receiver for simply because of the experience uh, and because of his specialty, a little bit better special teams prowess because he has experience there. But I would not at all be surprised if very quickly Tolbert overtook him if he had a good camp. I'm going to keep saying this, and I know it sounds like a cop-out answer, is I don't think the Cowboys like view <laughs> things like number one receiver, number two receiver. I think I think they just view it as packages, right? Because there's going to be times where it's Cavante Turpin on the field with three receivers and not Jalen Tolbert. It doesn't mean that they think that Turpin's a better receiver than Tolbert. It's just certain packages. And right, and maybe maybe what Tolbert's competing against more so than – you know, trying to get that number four spot is, hey, is he a better option than Jake Ferguson is as the number two tight end, right? Like if we want to switch our personnel groupings up, are we better off to have two tight ends on the field or be in 10 personnel? And I think if he's if he's so much better than all the other pieces in the Cowboys offense, that's when he'll start to get more looks on offense. But I I don't know. I, I just don't think they view it as We've got a battle for the number four receiver's job, and whoever wins that, it's going to play 100% of the number four snaps when we, we need that guy. I just don't think it's as simple as that. Yeah, I mean, to me, I think the offense is likely to feature Cooks and, and Lamb on almost every play that they can fit those guys onto the field. Yep. And then every, every single other uh, uh, available skill player is package-specific. And that includes the starting tight end, whoever that ends up being, and that includes even Michael Gallup. I know? was just so- about to say that. I wonder how... Gallup's obviously his roster spot secure, but like, oh, absolutely! Yeah. How many it, snaps are guaranteed to him per game? Is it forty? Well, I think that's what's interesting about him, right? Is I think that's what he's coming into this training camp to earn. He's definitely on the team. He's definitely wide receiver three. I don't think that those those are yeah. that's a concern. How much playing time he gets during the season? That is what would could be determined in training camp yeah. based on his level of health and how he's recovered from this situation. I would also point out there is a a non zero percent chance that he's wide receiver two this year. Like, don't forget, like in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty, yeah. he was awesome, and Dak Prescott had unbelievable chemistry with him. He's far younger than what Brandon Cooks is. He gives them, you know, some outside size. If Gallup is just fully healthy again and he's got that connection with Dak Prescott, maybe he is the number two receiver and it's right back to where we were a couple of years ago. I think likely what will happen is that if Gallup reaches that level, what it is is that they're, they're, they'll share it, right? They'll, yeah. they'll share yeah. the wide receiver two position. And depending on where they're deploying CD in the formation is dependent on who's actually being deployed out. If they, have, if they want a more X type guy, on the backside, on the line of scrimmage, they probably put Gallup out there. If they want a more Z guy to kind of come in motion uh, off the line, maybe they put Cooks in there, or maybe they flip it depending on the matchup. So I I think likely what will happen is that if Gallup has a really good uh, 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 training camp, shows you he's back, it becomes a true trio. Not you know not not yeah. so much a, a 1A, 1B, and then a 2. Well, right? I, I think he's one of the biggest wild cards of this whole team. Because Absolutely. Because if he, if he can play, let's say it's 90% of what we saw in 2019 yeah. and 2020, now maybe you don't have to play Brandon Cook's you know, so many snaps as we were talking before. Maybe you could kind of limit him to make sure that he's fresh by the time that you get to December and January. And you don't, you know, you don't give him, a, you know, a ton of targets to keep his body, you know, relatively healthy. I, 
that would be like the best case scenario for the Cowboys is just to have Gallup be what we're used to having Gallup. And I don't think anybody's really thinking of that as a possibility right now. I think we're just all accustomed to seeing what he looked like in 2021 and then all of 2022 that there's really no expectations for him going into camp. Yeah, and, and I think this is the first time he's been truly healthy in two years. So we're yeah. going to be – it'll be interesting to see exactly, you know, what we have in this in this situation. And, again, like you mentioned, it's not even just that that he might move in for Cooks. If, if he shows you, you know, that he's got – you know, he's back to that form and that you've got a true three there, now you have the opportunity to actually give CeeDee Lamb some yeah. rest, you know, if you need to. If you're, if you're going to go deploy a 12 person now, maybe you put Cooks and, and Gallup out there let let's CD get a series or a you know couple plays off yep. before you can redeploy him out. And I think that would be good for all parties. Well, and look at Gallup's last three years, right? In 2020, Dak gets hurt in what was it, week five? And so now he's playing with Andy Dalton. Uh oh man, I can't who was the other Gilbert was one of the other quarterbacks that yeah. played, right? Uh and and he was the third ben receiver. Danucci, right? <laughs> Danucci, he was working as that third receiver behind Amari and CD. 2021 he gets hurt in week one right he has the calf injury misses mm-hmm. the next two months uh still working behind amari cd gets a little bit banged up again uh then dak misses you know some time yep. with his calf injury and then at the end of the year tears his acl last year he's coming back from the acl dak gets hurt in week one so they have no chemistry but by the time dak gets back uh gallop still not really healthy like it's just been a weird three years for michael gallop yeah. now that he's healthy Dak is healthy. I do wonder, like, could this potentially be the best year of his career? I, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I'll just say that. I mean, all all the all the stuff that you need to see that kind of year from from Galloper there, right? Like, mm-hmm. he's finally healthy. Him and him and Dak got some time to go out to Georgia with the rest of this group and kind of gain back some of that chemistry that may have been lost over the over the last year and a half, mm-hmm. two years. Um, and so I, I do think that, you know, look, no, I don't want to sit here and predict that that's going to happen, but I think that if it was going to happen, it would look like it has so yeah. far, right? A healthy off season for both players, opportunities for them to kind of, you know, mesh and get back in together and, and a history there that, that, you know, indicates that they have chemistry that just Possible. needs to be kind of refound. Right. All right. Let's talk about some more of that linebacker depth that we were mentioning at the beginning of this show next. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, our final question here comes from Denzel. He wants to know, do the Cowboys need more linebacker depth uh, after, you know, Damone Clark had the disc issue uh, coming into the draft last year, you've got Leighton Vanderesh, who's got some neck injury problems. Hmm. Jabril Cox is stay, you know, hasn't been able to stay healthy with his knee. Do they need to add another guy here? I don't think they need to right now, right? I think, like, I, think yeah. I, I think, I think the, what they want to do is see what they've got, right? But, I, you know, look, I mean, 
I, I have to say that I hadn't really considered the fact that, I mean, I obviously knew all those facts, but I hadn't really put together the fact that really your starting three linebackers all have a pretty serious injury history mm-hmm. uh, involved in them. Uh, you know, look, all of those come with their own specific circumstance. You feel like Leighton Vander Esch may be hopefully past some of the next stuff. Uh, you feel the same way about Clark. Uh, uh, and, and really with Cox, it's he's hopefully done with the ACL. That was just a very nasty ACL injury he had. So both of these guys should be fairly healthy. And frankly, both of these guys should be entering in the season as healthy as they've ever entered uh, uh, yeah. uh, their professional career. So. Um, I, I think at this point the Cowboys got to see what they have, right? Because they also have some other guys in uh, uh, that they've drafted that they that they want to take a look at. Over obviously, right? over Sean and then Malik Je- uh, Malik uh, Jefferson as well, and then uh, the Devin Harper, and you know, so yeah. they've got they've got these a couple of these guys that they're going to want to take a look at, and and I think that kind of getting. Uh, a veteran linebacker in early in training camp when the linebacker, the veteran linebacker doesn't want to be there. And no. the, you know, they, they, it would just kind of be a progress stopper and maybe not even really as much a progress stopper as a, a stopper from you kind of finding out what you have in these guys. Right. Cause that, that's kind of what happens is that if, if you sign one of these linebackers, these veteran guys, and they come in and they're taking all the snaps in training camp, how can you ever discover exactly what you've got in some of these down roster guys? So exactly. If they get if they get into uh you know mid August late August and they're not liking the depth or if they have a couple of injuries at the position or they just don't feel like they've got enough at the spot, um you know I, I wouldn't be surprised if they signed a guy but 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 you know look they like the guys they have at the top I'm pretty sure they really like the guys they have in the middle and then you know they have some undrafted free agent folks that they're not going to want to yeah. like you know, squander opportunities to see. So I have a feeling they're going to get a full dose of the young guys first before they make any decisions to sign anybody like a veteran off the street. A couple of things really quickly. There are some linebackers out there. Anthony Barr is still out there. If the Cowboys wanted to go back and do that, obviously they know him well. Deion Jones is a free agent. Uh, Dan Quinn obviously knows him well from his days at Atlanta. There's linebackers out there. Like you can find those guys. But as for the injuries at linebacker, I, I feel bad saying this, but this is, just kind of the way the linebacker yeah, position is. Pick a team. Say. Pick a team in the NFL right now and look at their linebackers. And I guarantee you at least one of their two starting linebackers is coming off a major injury. Like, look at Philadelphia. They're relying on the mm-hmm. Kobe Dean who played like 14 snaps last year because of a torn peck and a bad knee. Like, it's just the it's way that that it, – It's just the way that position is. And it's why you mentioned it, why a veteran linebacker doesn't want to sign now. They want to wait until after August and after all the preseason games are done. So – I agree with this listener that I think I would like to add one more player. I just don't think they need to do it right now. Yeah. And and I think, you know, look, linebacker is the running back of defense, right? It's Uh just a a position where these guys take a lot of hits uh, and they wear down quickly. So having depth at the position is, is good. Um, And, and signing a veteran linebacker could be a double-edged sword, you know, because you know, the, the issue you have with signing vets in general is, you know, veterans, uh, older guys, they get injured a lot quicker. And that linebacker, that's doubly so. So you got to well, be careful. And they don't want to play special teams, especially if yeah. you want to go out and sign. Let's say it's Deion Jones, right? Deion Jones is going to be like your third linebacker. He's That guy's got to play special teams. Got to play De- special and teams. And Deion Jones just doesn't play special teams anymore, right? Because yeah. he can't stay healthy. So 
We'll and you're already cutting quarters at other spots, but you're having other players' positions that you, you may not be uh, having. You may not have a pool of special teams players to pull from like you had yeah. previously. Like Noah Brown's not on this team necess- anymore, so you don't necessarily know that you've got a special teams, a quality special teams player out of wide receiver. So you can't just c- start ruling out like the most you know uh, important spots for your special teams. Well, like you lost Luke Gifford, who played. Yeah, you lost Luke Gifford and. You just you just have a lot of of, of special team spots that you have to fill, yeah. and if you bring a, a veteran a linebacker onto this team who's going to be you know on the game day roster, you know that's one less guy that you have that could potentially play. I mean, you know, one good linebacker, three or four, should be able to play all four uh, uh, special teams uh, spots, right? Yeah. So I, I I think you know you, if you deprive yourself that too much, and then in special area other areas, you're really going to limit what you've got available to you on special teams on game day. Absolutely. All right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. Uh, every day, make sure you check out tomorrow's show. We're going to continue to have practice updates from the Dallas Cowboys out in Oxnard. Uh, we are free and available on all platforms. Check out our show on YouTube. Follow Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we'll see you guys next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.